This is the All Pro Wrestling 100 Podcast for November 18th, 2020. I'm your host, JB. This podcast is all pro wrestling and only pro wrestling. Tonight's episode, Impact on Access Results, and a little bit of investigative reporting on Kylie Ray. By now, she was supposed to be the Impact Knockouts champion, but she's nowhere to be seen after retiring unexpectedly in her early 20s. I dug a little bit. We got a little bit of info and background on this story now that you're not going to hear anywhere else but here. So let's get right into it. Impact on Axis starts off with a rematch from Turning Point, where it appears that the booking committee for Impact is following the WWE's terrible lead and is going to give you the exact same match that they gave you last night at the pay-per-view with the exact same finish. I don't understand whose idea this was. Terrible idea. Moose versus Willie Mack. Moose wins again. And then Moose has to be pulled off by a referee for repeatedly punching and elbowing Willie Mack in the head as Moose gets over his hardcore Moose character, Moose. 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 He's hardcore Moose now. He, he drops elbows now, and he talks about controlling his own narrative. If you missed it at Turning Point, you got to see roughly the same exact match right here. So that is a fail. We don't do that. We don't like that. Next time, book a different match. Second segment, Gail Kim gets high with the Rascals. That was unexpected. Didn't plan on seeing that when I turned on Impact. Uh, this is the Rascals' last Impact show, we're told. At the beginning of the program, it's the goodbye tour for the Rascals. Uh, Dez and Trey and Wentz have been getting high for two or three years on Impact now, and I have mostly skipped that segment every week, but I gotta admit, they grew on me after a while. We find out this is their last night, and uh, there's some short segments throughout the evening as a way to kind of say goodbye, and then they're in the main event later. Next up, we got an enhancement match where somebody's wearing the suicide costume, and they're facing somebody who is even less recognizable. When this is interrupted by Eric Young and Joe Doring, who come out and they clear the ring and they cut about a 20-second promo. You might say, well, what was the point of even having the enhancement match in the first place? Well, I think all this was to set up some backstage segments they did later on in the evening where Rhino and Heath get jumped in what was kind of a scary segment by Eric Young and Joe Doring. I've never been a big fan of Eric Young, but this new psychotic character he has late in his career is as good as anything he's ever done in his career. And I feel like if Triple H would have given this a chance to get over an NXT, it could have probably gotten over an NXT. There was more time spent running promos to promote Eric Young's Sanity Group on SmackDown than Eric Young and the Sanity Group ever got in a SmackDown ring. So that's just misuse of airtime. We talked about it last episode with Lana. Stop building characters that you're never going to push and use in any significant way. Next, we have a backstage interview, Deanna Perrazzo and Kimber Lee, discussing how Deanna's been in the company six months or so, and she's already got two Impact title reigns. How about that? Kimber Lee discussing how she's been there and hasn't done anything, and maybe now she'll get a chance now that there's a tag team title tournament. And during this promo, we learn that Sue Young will be back next week, so you can never keep Sue Young down for long. All of this talk about the Knockouts title and Deanna Perrazzo's loss at Bound for Glory made me think of Kylie Ray who we're going to get into in the news segment at the end of this Impact on Axis recap. Next match, Brian Myers, the most professional wrestler, taking on Crazy Steve with his monkey doll. Brian Myers wins via the eye rake and the clothesline. I love the most professional wrestler gimmick, and I love winning with a clothesline as a guy who calls himself the most professional wrestler. That's awesome. You know what this gimmick is better than? It's better than losing 400 straight matches. 
Next up, we got the first match in the Knockouts Tag Team Tournament, and I'm excited to see these belts come back. We got Alicia Edwards and Tennille Dashwood taking on the established team of Nevaeh and Havoc. Now, this podcast has been particularly hard last year on Alicia Edwards, this year on Tennille Dashwood. To put them together in a team is almost as if you're creating a tiny black hole in the midst of the Impact Wrestling ring. And I say tiny because it represents the overall talent level these two women combined have shown. And it's this black hole that anybody gets near them might get pulled into where all of a sudden they can't promo anymore and they can't do an arm bar and they look like they're going to pass out and fall asleep. No, not this time. Havoc and Nevaeh, they're awesome. They're always awesome. Jessica Havoc's one of the best characters in pro wrestling. Alicia Edwards is learning how to wrestle, folks. Alicia Edwards is paying her dues, and she is learning how to wrestle. And this is something... That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You need to clap for this because I have been hard on her. In this match... It's an eight-minute match. Alicia Edwards worked seven of the eight minutes by herself because Lord knows Tennille Dashwood's not out there doing anything. Tennille Dashwood is posing because that's what her character does, but even when she's in the ring, she's doing moves like the Dash Woogie, which is the most insulting move to a pro wrestler. It's a good thing that they jobbed because that is insulting and I'm tired of seeing it. I wish she would take her ridiculous nonsense and get the f*** out of here and go to Ring of Honor or someplace where the cheeseburger wrestlers goes or whatever, where they just laugh and they make jokes out of pro wrestling and the Young Bucks go super kick. Oh, wait, I'm not allowed to say that anymore. Not allowed to make fun of the Young Bucks, I know. Oh, listen to it. Everybody gets upset if you take a shit on the Young Bucks. Every, because, you know... They're killing the business. The Young Bucks are killing the business. Anyway, that's what I want to see Tennille Dashwood's Dash Woogie. I want to see it to go go to the land of the cheeseburger and the super kick party. That's what I want to see. Oh, oh no. Next up, we got Hernandez fighting Falaba. This match ends with Hernandez on a flying body press. 300-pound Hernandez onto 400-pound Falaba for the win. Which brings us to our main event of the evening. We got the Rascals fighting the Rascals here. Trey Miguel, Wentz, and Dez come out with Rich Swan, and the four of them put on about 20 minutes of uh, play fighting in the ring. They wear each other out, and then after the match is over, they all lay there and cry and hug each other for an awkward amount of time. The match ended a little bit early. This is pre-taped, folks. Next time, just run a promo or something. A bunch of dudes man-hugging and crying on each other in the ring is just awkward. Eventually they did leave the ring, and like good pro wrestlers do from well-organized, well-structured companies, they put some other guys over on their way out the door. Literally, as these guys get to the back on their way out the door of the company, they are jumped by Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock, and I think that's great. I think it speaks to the kind of character of Impact Wrestling to push young talent like Ken Shamrock's. Yeah, well, thank you for the applause. That was the wrong drop, but I do appreciate your enthusiastic applause. Uh, Next time, laugh, though, when I say something funny. It's good to see Impact promoting young talent like Ken Shamrock. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. It's good to see Impact. (laughs) I swear, I'll get better at this as I go. I'm not going to cut this out, though, because I've had the UPS guy delivering packages, and I've had my dog trying to dig a hole from the couch to under the house into the neighbor's yard. I swear, if the dog would have dug anymore, he would have dug through the the sub-foundation here, and he'd be next door. So I've had a lot of things going on. I'm not going to cut any of this out, but uh, I'll repeat the joke, though. It's good to see Impact promoting nice young talent like Ken Shamrock, who's on their way up. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. That is funny. Next week, Ken Shamrock versus Rich Swan. 
All right, that's gonna bring us to our new segment tonight. Let's let's try to get through this, and we're gonna switch gears. Everybody, get on your feet and dance. Unless you're listening to this in your car, don't dance. Bound for Glory was last month, and at Impact Bound for Glory, we all expected Kylie Ray, a relative newcomer to Impact Wrestling, to actually be crowned the Impact Knockouts champion. She'd been on her way up, and recently she put a lot of work into her appearance. So even though Deanna Peraza was relatively new with the company, I expected Kylie Ray to win. I think everybody expected Kylie Ray to win. She'd lost a little weight, she'd gotten a nice tan, she'd fixed her hair, her character gotten some more depth, she'd kind of... Uh, started snapping and becoming more aggressive. And in case you're not familiar with the Kylie Ray character, she was Bailey, but she was better at it. So that should tell you. She's prettier, and she smiled. She had a prettier smile. That was her gimmick. She smiled, she wanted to hug people, she wanted to be friends with everybody. I enjoyed watching her with Sue Young. They took Sue Young and made Sue Young Susie, and they put her with Kylie Ray, and Kylie Ray was the only person in the company that wasn't aware that Susie was crazy, and that she's possessed. And it was a good story. I enjoyed it. And then the pay-per-view came along, and Kylie Ray disappeared. We weren't given any explanation, and Deanna Perazzo defended her belt against Sue Young, and she lost, and now Sue Young was the champion. And Kylie Ray was an afterthought. She was never mentioned again on Impact, and the reason is because Impact Management's probably very upset with her. They're mad at her. So I dug into it a little, and I couldn't find much. She unexpectedly retired from professional wrestling in her mid-20s. It's just crazy talk. And I expected something to come out on social media because people in their 20s live their lives on social media. Instead, she says she's quitting social media. She's backing away from social media. She's quitting her OnlyFans and all of her, her paid third-party affiliate social networking. I waited. No news. So I dug a little. Here's what I've got. I can't give you any definitive reason why a person at the highest point in their career would quit. But I know people. Kylie Ray's engaged to a young man named Isaias Velasquez, and wouldn't you know it, he is an independent pro wrestler. Now, most of you listening to this podcast have never heard of Isaias Velasquez. I know I had never heard of Isaias Velasquez, but he's being mentioned today because he's romantically tied to a girl who claims to have mental issues right now and who's retired in her early 20s at the height of her career. I can't explain to you why somebody quits on the night they're supposed to win the world title. And I'm not going to speculate because I don't want to get sued and because I don't want to mislead any of my listeners. Here's something I do know. Kylie was working for AEW and she asked for her release. And that seems really unusual because a girl who is on her way up on a meteoric rise in her career who gets a job at a company that's on its way up and a meteoric rise in the industry doesn't request a release unless she doesn't want to wrestle. But this girl did want to wrestle. And she showed up to wrestle that weekend at an indie show in an intergender match against her boyfriend. That's not a great career move right there, but it worked out because she ended up in Impact. And even though far fewer people watch Impact than watch AEW Dynamite each week, she ended up with a chance to become the Impact Knockouts champion. And there is a laundry list of legends that have held that title. And she had a chance to do this before the age of 30 in her first year in the company. And then she mysteriously retires because the pressures of social media and public spotlight are just too much for her. I wonder, did, did she quit her boyfriend too? I doubt she quit her boyfriend. And that's what brings me to the point of this segment. I have a message for Isaias Velasquez. I don't know you, but I know people, and I know relationships. And I'm going to tell you this, Isaias Velasquez, and anybody else who happens to be listening, that's in a relationship that sometimes gets complicated where you see your lives moving in two different directions and you wonder, 
Like, is this going to be good for our relationship? Are these changes going to be something that we can make it through? To anybody who's feeling that, including Isaiah's Velasquez, it's your responsibility to somebody that you love to help support them in their dream if they've got a chance to get to where you want to be. You need to put your own pride aside. You need to support this other person because they would do that for you. And no one can predict where opportunity is going to come from and where it'll knock. And sometimes it knocks at the door of a pretty young blonde instead of a young man who's five foot seven and worked really hard to get to where he is in the industry. And Kylie Ray getting adoration from fans and getting respected and be given an accolade by the company she works for is not a negative reflection on anybody else. It's just a way to lift up Kylie Ray. But Kylie Ray's life wasn't in a point where she felt she could handle success in her career. I hope that Kylie Ray's boyfriend takes a chance to evaluate whether or not he's doing his job and supporting his partner. Because I think that she's going to regret this decision she made. And when she's 40 years old and maybe lucky to be working a desk job somewhere, she'll think about the fact that she could have been called world champion once upon a time. But there was a guy she was dating, and he didn't feel comfortable with it. Because, folks, I don't know Isaiah Velasquez, and I don't know Kylie Ray. But I know that if I went back 10 years ago and looked at the couple next to me, and the couple on the other side, and the couple in front of me in traffic, most of them are broke up because people break up, because relationships pass, and people move and grow apart in different directions. That's called life. But the last thing you want to do is throw away a career opportunity that you will never get again for what will probably be a temporary relationship with somebody who may or may not have your best interest at heart. Folks, I wish Kylie Ray the best. Kylie Ray, if you ever hear this, I was a big fan. And Isaiah Velasquez, I wish you both the best. And to anybody that might be listening to this that finds themselves in a similar situation, try to step aside from your own wants and needs and what you think is best for you. And try to take a look at a more macro level at what may be best for your partner, for their personal growth, and then in the long run, for both of you and your relationship together. It's not always about serving your own immediate needs. And that's going to bring us to the end of tonight's program. We're going to have an intro to All Pro Wrestling 100 special episode coming up soon. I'm going to label it differently. Whenever you know somebody who you think might be into pro wrestling and might be interested in listening to a 15 or 20 minute podcast each day to get caught up, you can recommend they start there. We're going to have AEW Dynamite Reviews coming up tomorrow. Smackdown Review coming up Saturday. Thank you for listening. This has been the All Pro Wrestling 100 Podcast. Subscribe where you listen.